Okay, so welcome to episode two of From the Shed End podcast with myself, T-Dot. Today I'm joined by a um, co-host as well on From the Shed End. So Theo, do you want to just introduce yourself and tell the listeners a bit about yourself? Uh, thanks, T-Dot. Yeah, so my name's Theo. Uh, my Twitter handle is at um, SeskyTime. You've probably maybe interacted with me, uh, with me in the past, but um really happy to be co-host uh, with, along with T-Dot today. I'm a diehard Chelsea fan. In non-COVID times, I'm always at the bridge. I travel away from away from home as well. Uh, been to a few European away games as well. So it's quite sad times at the moment that we can't uh, be in a stadium supporting Chelsea. But obviously, these type of podcasts are great to kind of share our views and hopefully interact with you guys on the on the long term as well. Yeah, and I, I think it's um, it's been sadly missed. I think this this season and even the back end of last season in terms of. Um, you know, fans not being able to attend games and um, it was strange. I was watching um, the A-League in Australia um, yesterday morning, I think it was like Melbourne and someone else and they had fans there and it was just so weird seeing, um, you know, fans in the stadium. It was almost like it's been flipped on its head and it's, you know, it's abnormal to see fans in the stadium. So um, yeah, hopefully um, they're talking about the Euros, aren't they? I think Scotland have just approved fans. Um, so hopefully around the corner, you'll be back at the bridge. Um, probably if not by the end of this crossed. season, definitely Fingers for next crossed. season. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about West Brom. at Wembley for the semi-finals as well. So let's see. Oh really? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are actually, aren't they? I forgot about that. And, um, I know, I think they've got them for the Carabao cup final as well, haven't they? I think they've got them there for the, mm. um, yeah for the cup final. So we'll see. Um, talk, talk to me about West Brom. Cause I know you didn't get an opportunity on the first episode to talk about West Brom. Um, I don't know if you want to do that, whether you want. <laughs> um, I think you summed it up perfectly in the in episode one. It was, I think it was just a blip. I think, um, that 1230 slot on a Saturday, Saturday is probably the worst one to, to play, to play uh, on a Saturday after an international break, especially, you could kind of tell some of the players weren't kind of fresh. I think Silva was back in the team after about two months out injured. And obviously that didn't kind of go down yeah. too well. Um, I was wearing my new Thiago Silva shirt. And uh, I kind of, I didn't feel like I brought him luck that day. But um, I feel like, yeah, it was it was just a blip. I feel like you could tell us Jorginho and Zuma, they weren't getting their passes together. Um, I feel, again, I'm type of Chelsea fan. I'll always try to come up with some excuses. And I feel some of the referee decisions didn't go our way. Um, that foul on Werner possibly, you know, um, that could have easily been a penalty. Silver's second yellow was almost identical, if anything. So, but then again, I'm not going to look at excuses for this one. We were very, very poor defensively. It just didn't seem like anything like a two-cup performance that we're, we're used to um, since he's joined in January. So, um, but I think it was just a blip. I think um, I was hoping uh, you were very optimistic in your in episode one. And um, I like that you said you predicted the score perfectly actually for the Porto game. Um, which I wasn't, I wasn't as optimistic, if I'm honest. I thought it'd be 1-1 um, last night against Porto after the West Brom shambles. But I think if you really want to prove that it was just a blip, we need to go again against um, Palace on Saturday as well. Because yeah. I think that's yeah. a big, big, big one in the league now. Battle for top four. West Ham are above us now in fourth. Um, Liverpool right behind us. Tottenham are far behind us as well. So I think um, there's still a lot of hard work to do. But um Overall, I'm glad we recovered yesterday, but the West Brom performance was very, very disappointing. Yeah, and I have to agree. You know, I sort of mentioned a lot of what I said on um, 
on the episodes previous to this one, but it was just, it just was unlike Chelsea under Tuchel. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, the performances that we've had under him. It was just, for me, I, I, I put it down to a catalogue of errors by the players anyway. Um, and just the internet, you know, we've got to factor in that some of these players have travelled, you know, to and far across Europe and even further out as well. So you've got to factor that in. Um, yeah, it was just a poor performance. And, I, I, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't really want to single out anyone because I think it's just a team, it was just a team error from everyone. The sending off didn't help. I agree with you. I think we definitely should have had a penalty. I think, you know, if you're going to give a second yellow for rightfully so, you know, I'm not saying Thiago Silva didn't deserve the second yellow. He did. It was a, it was a foul. It was reckless. It was on, it was unlike Thiago Silva um, as well, but you know, you've got to give one and give the other as well, or don't give any, you know, and I think that's where the inconsistency comes with referee. And it's just, um, you know, at times it's poor in the UK, you know, it's not, well, say the UK, probably Europe as well after watching a Dortmund game, but um, yeah, you know, it's just, it's very poor. And I think if we're going to have consistency, you know, we should be having a penalty. Um, I can't remember, can't remember if that was still one, if it was one nil, then I'm sure it was, to, think, I'm sure I it was before we they were, scored. We were one nil up. Yeah, I think it was yeah. when we were 1-0 up, so, but yeah. it could have been a changing point, maybe, you never know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, better times yesterday, last night. <laughs> First of all, let's talk about the, the selection, the team selection. Was you surprised at all by any any of the, the team? Uh, yeah, I shared my thoughts on Twitter last night. Actually, I think I interacted with the Twitter account and um, I thought Giroud should be should be starting a game like that. We saw how kind of pivotal he is in these type these big games, especially against big opposition. He scored four in Sevilla in the group stages against Seville. He scored that amazing bicycle kick against Atletico in the round of 16. Yeah. I think he's that player that, you know, you want to have in big games. And if you kind of look at, you know, you've got Chilwell and Reese James on either flanks who can kind of provide that kind of cross you want to be having someone like Giroud in the box. And I think I think it was very, very from the beginning of the game, um, a ball went straight through kind of right past the Porto goalkeeper and no one was there to kind of defend it or someone from Chelsea to put it in the back of the net. And those are the type of balls that Giroud just loves, you know, just to get a foot on. So I think Giroud was the one player I was quite surprised that didn't start. Jorginho and Kovacic, I think, was I was, I was expecting with Kante fit enough to make the bench but not start. Um I think the other notable maybe player that could have maybe started is Alonso. I think he hasn't set a foot wrong since two calls arrived. But then again, Chilwell did perform yesterday and we'll speak about that later, I'm sure. But um, those are probably the two yeah. players that I think maybe could have maybe started ahead of the two others. Yeah, and I, I agree definitely with um, Olivier Giroud. I think he was, you know, he's got a really good record in Europe anyway, like you mentioned. Um, it, again, you know, I think... I think those kind of European games and, um, you know, what we can get out of Olivier Giroud at times is a lot more effective than, you know, having a Kai Havertz or even at, at some point, you know, maybe a Tammy Abraham up front. You know, I think he's very experienced at these kind of games and he can, he can give us a lot more. Um, but in hindsight, you know, a lot of the goals that we've been scoring haven't been from our, obviously our strikers. You know, we haven't had a, a you know, prolific goal scorer this season in terms of a striker. You know, we've had, um, you know, I think Alonso's chipped in with a few, you know, obviously Mason Mount, I think has got the most under Tuchel at the moment as well. So we haven't really had any, um, you know, prolific number nine or, you know, someone who's firing. Mm -hmm. And I suppose you kind of do look at Werner and Havertz for that, but I, I still think, you know, um, a lot of people I've noticed on online yesterday 
criticised Havertz, criticised Werner again. And I just think, you know, we've got to, and I've done it before in the past, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put my hands up and say that, but mm-hmm. I think we've got to give them time. Um, you know, I think that the, a lot of fans now seem to be running out of patience with them and saying, you know, they've had plenty of time. But what, what are your thoughts? Do you feel that, you know, they, they are performing as well as they should be or that they can do more? You know, do, do you feel that we're getting the best out of the two of those players at the moment? Um, I feel like this season they should be given a free pass. It's COVID times. You have to remember that both of them are still very young. I think early 20s, they've just arrived in a new city. They can't bring their families over to, to London. They can't explore London like the way they'd want to. Um, I think it was um, Paul Merson. I think he summed it up perfectly. He said like, you know, Kai Havertz, he's having a poor season. He's just recovered from COVID. He can't just ring up his friends in Germany saying, you know, I'm feeling a bit down. Why don't you hop on a plane and come to London? He can't do that, you know? Yeah. And I think that really people should remember that they're still young. They're still learning. And, you know, Werner, yeah, we signed him to score goals, but you still think he scored 10 in all competitions. He's got a decent amount of assists as well. Um, I'm not going to judge him on this season at all. I think um, I'm going to really look at them next season, hopefully when the fans are back to support them in the stadiums, hopefully when Tuchel's had a preseason with them as well. And you have to remember they didn't, they hardly, I think Havertz at least, didn't have a preseason last year at all. Yeah, he didn't. So, or Werner didn't no. really either, did he? I don't think no. Werner had, I think he played the, the, was Brighton, the Brighton game. game. Yeah. He played Brighton, yeah, beforehand, but that was it really. Yeah, so I feel I feel like they've, they've performed that sometimes, but you do want to, as a Chelsea fan, with the money you've paid for them and how they played in the Bundesliga last year you do expect a bit more, but I'll definitely judge them more next season. But as you said, it's that prolific goal scorer we need. And if Werner still can't kind of find his shooting boots come next season, then I think that's when you have to ask some some like serious questions about who you want leading the line. Mm. But yeah, that's, those are my thoughts yeah, on those two. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of it boils down to that confidence as well. I think, you know, he's, he's, you know, I watch him uh, sometimes for Germany and, I know he missed a sitter um, during the, the, the games that we've just had for Germany, but I still think, you know, we've got to give him time. We've got to give Kai Havertz time. All those, you know, the players that we've signed in the last, you know, couple of windows, we've got to give them time to gel. You know, there's a lot of big players that we've signed. Um, I'm sure they've all got their own sort of identities and they're not all just going to gel straight away into a team, which, I, you know, I wouldn't expect um, at all. But um you know, I still think, especially Timo Werner, I think he does a lot for the for the team that really goes unnoticed. Mm-hmm. Um, even for, I think, the goal against, against West Brom, you know, he, the way he sets up um, Mason Mount for the goal. You know, it's very unselfish-like as well, you know. Um, some, some part of me thinks, you know, should he have taken a shot? But, you know, if he takes a shot and he misses, you know, it's more it's more weight on his shoulders. So um, I agree. You know, I think we've got to give them the, the credit, the that they're playing well, you know, we're still winning games. This is our, you know, you talk about what the one defeat that we've had. And I think, you know, we drew against Wolves, maybe Southampton, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's maybe another draw that we've had as Leeds, well, but you know, we haven't lost a lot. Yeah. We haven't lost a lot of games under Tuchel. Um, well, just the one and we haven't drawn many games. So, um, you know, they're doing, they're doing okay. And I think like you, like you said, you know, we need to just give mm-hmm. them that, that additional sort of time over the summer. You know, they, come back after the international period and the, the break that they're going to hopefully have as well. And we'll hopefully see a better, a better team from them, you know, a bit, 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 well, a better performance um, as part of the team, but let's move over to the, the game in question itself. So 
looking at the stats, um, you know, we, we sort of dominated it. We had 60% possession. Um, you know, Porto definitely had more shots. I think they had 12 at the, um, five of those being on target as opposed to our three on target. If I remember correctly, they had seven shots, uh, sorry, seven corners in the first half alone. So it kind of tells you the, the sort of attacking presence that they had during that game. Um, but what were your thoughts overall, just as, as, you know, a review of the game. What were your thoughts on the way that we played against Porto? I think we definitely, we we woke up after the West Brom defeat, particularly defensively. We looked a lot stronger defensively. I think Aspi, Rudiger and Christensen, I think those back three together, they really gel well. They know how to kind of, you know, calm the ball, especially when we play out from the back with Mendy. Um, I was really, I was really pleased. I mean, I think where we, I kind of felt it went wrong with the West Brom games from the first 10 minutes, you could kind of tell that they were pressuring on us. And they did that again yeah. last night with Porto. The first 10 minutes, I could tell oh, it's going to be another long night, but we kind of dealt with it very quickly. Um, I think I saw that, I noticed that I think it was Christensen tried to play Reese James kind of through, you know, on a counter attack, you know, those long balls, which didn't really work out. And straight away, that yeah. was um, kind of, you know, that stopped happening. But I was very pleased. Um, I think, as I said, defensively, very, very solid. They Because Porto were a very good side last night. We have to remember that. I think a lot of people went in the game thinking it's going to be an easy qualification for Chelsea. I predicted on the, the fifth stand app, I, picked it, I predicted 1-1 because I thought it'd be a very difficult game. And it actually, um, it proved to us to be more difficult, I think, than the Atleti game. I thought, you know, they, they had more shots on target. Mm. They they had maybe more more clear-cut chances. And... Um, but yeah, overall, very, very happy that we bounced back, looking stronger defensively. I don't know if it's the combination of centre-backs that makes a difference or if it's um, if it's something more than that. But mm. three players I really think um, impressed me last night. I think Mason Mount, who got that first goal, absolutely stunning. Uh, the turn and the strike as well. Um, I think he was brilliant. I think Reese James as well, on as the right wing back, he was amazing. And I think... I saw that he had 100% aerial duels won, 80% passing accuracy, 60 to, uh, 70 total touches, five clearances and four tackles won. I think, you know, the way he shields the ball with his body, he's looking like the ultimate kind of right back mm. at the moment. And he's really going to yeah. have to kind of, you know, I think he's going to have Southgate's got serious questions to ask now whether who he wants to be starting at the Euros next uh, this summer. Um, and then the last player was Kovacic. I think he was fantastic in midfield. He's kind of what we've been missing, I think, in the last... Maybe in, um, in his first season at Chelsea, he wasn't doing it as much. But at least in the last season, the last two seasons, he's been doing a lot more. He's driving forward as a midfielder, which is something that we haven't really had as much with Kante, Jorginho, and back in the day, maybe with Mikel and even Fabregas. So um, I'm really pleased with his performance yesterday. And he seemed like a bit of a spark in creativity. So overall, I'm really, really pleased and definitely. So hopefully we'll carry on that form to Saturday. Yeah. And I, I think as well that... Um... Yeah, you know, I think you're right. Southgate's got one of the biggest headaches in international football at the moment because obviously there's been talk around, you know, Trent Alexander-Arnold, um, the you know the debate around who's the better suited at that that sort of position in in England. But you know, I, I look at I look at you know even Carl Walker and Trent Alexander-Arnold, um, Kieran Trippier if you want to throw him in there. But you know he's missed a lot. I think he missed ten games due to a ban. So. Um, out of those four, you know, you have to even taking away, you know, the sort of Chelsea bias maybe that I've got a little bit of, but you've got to 
you know, no one can surely tell me that Reese James isn't the best out of those four. You know, he's he's brilliant defensively. You know, I watched him yesterday and he didn't. You know, he was tracking back. He was he was brilliant. He marks. You know, his players when he needs to. Which Trent, you know, as we we witnessed against Real Madrid, didn't wasn't able to do that. Um, going forward, you know, a lot more of his deliveries, crosses. They're more effective, you know. They again looking at sort of a Carl Walker or even a Trent. I don't want to sort of bash him too much, but but you know the two of those they don't really. They might cross thirty balls, but how many of those thirty actually get it into the box? And you know it becomes effective. Mm-hmm. So um, I agree. You know, I thought Kovacic was amazing. Um, I thought Jorginho got a lot of stick after um, the game against West Brom, and I thought he put in a brilliant performance last night. I thought the pass to Mason Mount. That's all. Yeah. Needle of the eye stuff, you know. That pass through the turn from Mason Mount, and just you know, he knew where he knew what he was doing before he got the ball. You know, he looked up, he knew exactly where the goalkeeper was, he knew where the goal was, um, and and you know, he just he did what he's been doing for us. You know, he saved, he, he basically saved the day. And we've got to be honest, you know, a lot of fans have criticised Mason Mount over his time. Me, me again, being one of them, um, and a lot of credit has to go to Frank Lampard for that because I think. You know, he took him to Derby, he brought him back and he, he made him the player that he's becoming at the moment, you know. And I think a lot of that will, you know, people say, you know, he's playing really well under Tuchel, but, you know, we've got to go back all the way to when he was at Derby with Frank Lampard and the vision that they must have seen in him, you know, um, which is really, for me, was amazing. Um, but I thought Mendy as well. I thought Mendy was very sort of offish on uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Saturday. Yeah, I was going to mention Mendy. Yeah, so I think he needed he needed to put in a really good performance because I think that's one of the the areas of the team that's going to be under scrutiny in the summer. You know, there's been talk about Oblak and um, you know other goalkeepers that have been mentioned around who may come in um, during the summer. So I think Mendy and obviously Kepper's, you know, he, he seems like he's probably on his way out at some point, or he's going to be second choice next season. So I think. Mendy has to put in these performances now, doesn't he? He has to show that he's he's the right man in, in between the sticks, I believe. Um yeah, you know, I thought the I thought we just played really well. You know, I said two 0 before the game. Um you know, I, I did I thought we'd dominate a bit more possession, but that's what Porto's you know, Porto's a, a really good team. I think they're second in their own league as well. You know, they, they damage teams and they break teams down. So um yeah, you know, I just wanted to get your thoughts on Mason Mount as well. What, what do you think of, of how? Because he didn't start the first game, did he? For Tuchel, I don't think. I don't. I'm sure he was on the bench against uh, was yeah. it Wolves. We had Wolverhampton. I'm pretty sure he was yeah. benched, yeah. and there was a lot of talk around. You know, he's not going to be the main guy anymore because Lampard's gone. But what are your thoughts on on Mason Mount? Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I feel like that first game against Wolves, that which was Tuchel's first game in charge, he was dropped to the bench, and straight away everybody thought, you know, he's going to favour Havertz over over Mason Mount. You know, this goes to show that Mount was just. I was reading a Eurosport article yesterday of how Mount was kind of portrayed as Lampard's teacher's pet in a way, and yeah, I feel like. <laughs> You know, the way he's kind of just consistently put in these performances, you know, week in, week out. And it's more than just stats. So many people rely on stats looking at, you know, the chances created, the goals scored. He doesn't have that many goals this season, but there's so much more than that. You know, there's kind of the way he kind of plays. And it's also that captain mentality he has, I feel. It's definitely that. And I think it'll be a kind of scandalous, I feel, if he's not a Chelsea's player of the year this year. I think, um, you know, he's he's capable. My friend was messaging me the other day saying, 
when has Mason Mount ever changed a game? And I could have listed in about five games that Mason Mount was, you know, the standout <laughs> player, the player that really kind of, you know, was a spark in midfield. I think against Fulham when he got the winner um, against Atletico last night, that first goal, not a lot of players would have been capable of doing that turn, I feel, you know, and that's kind of coming with confidence. And I feel like that's only his second season in the Premier League. We need to remember that as well. But um, yeah. I'm really, really impressed by him this season. Similarly to you, I kind of, I have criticised him in the past. I think in his first season, he went through kind of a goal drought and I was thinking to myself, you know, is this guy good enough to be starting every week for us? And But I think credit to Lampard, honestly. Um, we have to remember that we know if it, if it wasn't for Lampard coming in, I think summer 2019, I think Mal would probably still be on loan, maybe a Derby, an Aston Villa, a team like that. So I think huge credit to Lampard for kind of, you know, his development, both at Derby, I think, and um, his first season um, as, as a manager and then bringing him into Chelsea and really developing him into a top player who's now kind of showing his full potential, I feel, or possibly yeah. when I think the ceiling's still very high for him. But um, I think Tuchel is definitely getting the best out of him. And I think Tuchel was praising him last night saying, you know, how he's so confident now. He's looking like a real player. And, you know, he knows what to expect when he plays Mason Mount. And same again of Southgate. Southgate's favouring him each. I think he started all three uh, qualifying games for, for England um, in the last international break. Um, I think he'll be the first name on the team sheet at the Euros this summer. Um, and I think there was a thing on Twitter. I think it was on Twitter last night. Or I think the Champions League Instagram kind of story asking sum up Mason Mount in a couple words. And I was just straight in there and I said, England and Chelsea's future <laughs> captain, because that's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I think he's got, he's got that potential. So I'm really, really happy to have him in the squad. And we have to remember, you know, he's a Chelsea youth product, which is even more in, impressive. So, but again, I could literally talk about Mason up forever. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah, I kind of agree with what all of you said. Credit to Lampard, for sure. Yeah, no. And I think um it was good to see um Angolo Kante. I know he came on at the back end of the game, but it was good to see him back. Part of me was a bit worried because I'm I'm pretty sure he's probably still carrying some form of injury, so uh, which is probably why he wasn't, you know, he wasn't in the team to start off with. But um it was good just to see him get through that sort of I think it was like twenty minute period, fifteen minute period that he came on for. And um you know, I think he, if he is fully fit for Saturday against Palace, I think he'll be, you know, a, a good piece of the puzzle because I think he was very much missed against West Brom. There's a lot that he does under um, Tuchel that I feel not necessarily that he wasn't doing it under Lampard, but you can see it a lot more now um, whilst he's playing under Tuchel and that the sort of the difference in him a little bit. So, um, you know, I think he'd be key, you know, you know, it'd be key on Saturday, but um, yeah, I agree with you again with Mason Mount, you know, he's, like I said earlier, I think he's pretty sure he's got the most goals under Tuchel. Um, I, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, the goals that I think he scored, some brilliant, Sheffield United, Southampton, Sheffield. Uh, Liverpool, yeah, Liverpool, I think he scored obviously that goal, West Brom again, and now Porto as well, so he's, he's, he's got to be, you know, he's definitely captain material, Um I hope he has a really good Euros as well. I think that will be key for him as well. Um, you know, he's got to have a good Euros and come back refreshed. And um, yeah, you know, he, he's he's definitely like you say, Chelsea products. You know, through and through. Similar to Reese James, it's nice to see that we've got we've got obviously we've got a really good talent of of young um, players anyway. But to see them come through and be playing in like you know the Champions League or even be mentioned to be playing in the Euros is is a bonus to Chelsea as well. Yeah, 
I think he's fantastic. And as you said, I'm really looking forward to seeing him at the Euro because I think um, that's when he's going to kind of prove or like showcase his abilities to the, the whole world, if anything. And it's not everybody watches maybe Chelsea week in, week out to kind of spot these top performances. And all those goals you mentioned, I think the ability he showed to score those goals, particularly the Liverpool one, I think was amazing. You know, I think it reminded me of kind of like a hazard goal, you know, where he kind of cuts into the penalty box and then just like bends it in. But um really excited and I, I think um he's still gonna continue to kind of get better and better with time. And I think too course the right manager to kind of bring this kind of um full kind of his full potential out in a way. Yeah. What's your what's your thoughts on this is me sort of dreaming now a little bit. So what's your thoughts on we we beat Porto in the second leg? It probably looks like we might be playing Real Madrid, but you can never rule out Liverpool in the Champions League. You know, they can do anything. So um, let's say, hypothetically speaking, we, we play Real Madrid. Um, we go on to beat Real Madrid and we end up with, um, I'm going to say Man City, because I think it's, I, I think more than likely, I think Man City really want that quadruple this season. So let's say we play Man City. What do you? What would you say our chances are, first of all, against a Real Madrid or even a Liverpool? Um, and if we do progress, we end up in the final, uh, which I think is in Turkey this year, isn't it, this season? Um, what are your thoughts and what are your, I suppose, your predictions? How, how well do you think we'll do? Oh, it's a tricky one. The first thing I want to say is I'm expecting a very tough game next week against Porto. We have to remember that they're getting their two suspended players back, I think, um, Medi, Taremi and um, and Oliveira, I think. And they're going to cause yeah. us some problems, I think. They're quite tall. They're capable of getting a goal. And we saw it against Juventus, I think. Taremi scored, I think, one or two. He's a good player. So I'm not going to rule the kind of second leg against Porto out first. And I'm expecting a very tough game. But um, I, do ex- I do expect us to qualify with a two-goal cushion. Uh, away goal cushion as well Real Madrid in the semis it's a tricky one because we've never actually played Madrid before I think in knockout Champions League I can't remember a single Champions League game against them um, I'm not too I can't sure remember. no I can't to be honest I can't oh. we'll have to double we check them. it but I don't think I <laughs> don't think so I think we played them pre-season 2016 I think in the US but you can't base it on a pre-season game and they've just both our squads have changed so much now but um I actually didn't really fear Real Madrid until I saw their performance against Liverpool. They look good. They look very, very good. Vinicius looks like a very good player. Um, I think Cruz and Modric are those type of players that like live up for games like this, you know, on the big stage and were always capable of putting a 10 out of 10 yeah. performance. We saw that Cruz pass. I'm expecting, I think that'll probably be the toughest test under Tuchel, um, the Real Madrid game, if we do get to that stage. Um, I think we're going to have to be very, very solid defensively like the pace of kind of Asensio, um, Vinicius, and obviously Benzema type of player, you know. Yeah. He's, a bit of, he's a goal poacher. He's a bit like a Giroud, you know, he'll get you a goal with a header or a volley. And he's a very, very good player. So if, when we start as our centre-backs, whether it's Rudiger, Thiago Silva, they're going to have to be kind of really, really sharp. Um, and City, City in the final. It's quite an interesting one because we've not played them yet under Tuchel. Tuchel hasn't played... Um, Guardiola City at with Chelsea and we played them twice still to come in the FA Cup semis and the Premier League I think at um, at the Etihad so I think those two games will be a real test to know whether we can kind of you know go up against them in the in the Champions League final obviously anything can happen in the Champions League final but um, you know similarly to how I think it was Sari season we lost 6-0 to them and then a couple of weeks later we had a very good game in the League Cup final 
it's almost like you learn from your yeah. mistakes and then you can kind of reproduce, yeah. you know, put in a good performance after. But, you know, anything can happen in a Champions League final. I think City do have some flaws. They're not still 100% perfect. We saw that against United. United got a 2-0 win away from home against them. But I think it's a tricky one. I think anything can happen. I'm still fearing as well with PSG. They look like a very good team on that other side of the, mm, the, the knockout kind of. But um, I don't know. I feel like we, what's good of Chelsea, I think we've got some some real players that I feel have played in these situations before. Thiago Silva's, the Azpilicuetas, who have had kind of, you know, Champions League semifinals to their names against, I think, Atletico Madrid 2014. He was one of the starting players in that game. So we do have the experience in the squad, I think, to go to that, get to the final. But it's going to be, I think it's so down to kind of who wants it more that day. The tactics in those previous games against um, in the FA Cup and Premier League, if we do end up playing City. But, you know, there's no reason why we can't win it, honestly. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be ambitious. I'm going to say it. I think this season, you know, we've got the quality in our squad. We've got the depth. I think other teams do have it as well. But, you know, it's a question of who wants it more, who's more hungry. And, you know, it's been a very funny season. As we've noticed, anything can happen. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I agree. You know, I think even the, the season when we won the Champions League, um, you know, I don't think many people outside of Chelsea fans really had that belief, you know, um, especially after the Barcelona game as well. Um, I think Ramirez um, mm. and Torres, obviously. But it was, um, you know, like you say, anything can happen. I think PSG, I forgot about them. So thanks for reminding me. I think under Potticino, um I don't know, they didn't have the... the Bayern Munich had a few players out yesterday, so I know they didn't have a full squad, but they did play really well. Um, so yeah, we can't rule out any of the teams that potentially will get through to the semis and then obviously on to the up to the final. But I think we've got to be optimistic, and uh, yeah, like like you said, you know, I think anything can happen in a Champions League game. Um, you can have a, a, a one-off bad moment, a bad game, a bad ninety minutes, um, you, you know, and it can just end your end your you know your season. So. Um, I'm optimistic, you know, and I was yesterday and I will be next week. Um, like you, you know, 2-0 going into a, a second leg. Um, hopefully we don't sit back and invite that pressure that we had last night because I think that would be very silly of us to do that. I think we need to still take the game to Porto. We still need another goal, um, maybe another two, if I'm honest. But, you know, we can we can definitely get through to the semis if we, we play how we did yesterday. I think that would be, that'd be definitely... Uh, an interesting game next next Tuesday, I think, isn't it now? So, um, yeah, looking forward to that one. Beforehand, I'm also looking forward to Half Five Saturday, Crystal Palace, London Derby. What are your thoughts? What What do you think? Yeah. How are we going to do? I think, as I said, Porto was the perfect game to bounce back after the West Brom defeat. But I think we need the three points in the league now as well. Um you know, Liverpool, West Ham, Tottenham now are really fighting for that top four spot. Everton not far back behind as well. And I think, you know, it's the perfect opportunity um, to get those three points when you look at the run of fixtures we have. I think it's Brighton, Fulham after that. And then it's some tricky games with, I think, Leicester. I think we've got, we've got City away. We've got Arsenal at home, which are games where, you know, you kind of think, you know, if you're not winning the Palaces and the Brighton ones, we're going to struggle yeah. against the, those other teams. But I think we should be winning. I think Palace, you know, we saw them. They, they put in a decent performance at Goodison Park um, last weekend. Yeah. Our, our, our lone boy, Michi Bacuay, got the, the equaliser. Who <laughs> He won't be able to play, luckily, if he is kind of getting some form and getting his shooting boots on. But um, I think, I think um, 
Palace's that team, you know, I think it's the perfect time to play them at the moment because contrary to West Brom, Brighton, who are kind of, you know, April time fighting for relegation, they've got nothing to lose now. They just need those three points. I think Palace are in a relatively safe spot place in the league, I think. Maybe, yeah. I think mid, mid-table maybe. Not exactly sure, but um, yeah. I think they're in a comfortable they're position. 12th, yep. exactly. Yep. You know, they don't really have much to play for now. Obviously, they've still pride London Derby. But um, I really think, you know, I think last season we, put, we were very, very attacking in that game. Um, I think Pulisic got a really good goal. But this season, obviously, lots changed. But I really hope, I think we'll win it. I think we'll play with uh, one of the more traditional strikers in Giroud, Abraham, resting maybe Werner and, Werner and Havertz. I think Abraham will actually start this one. I think, you know, he's been frozen out of the team. I think he's out of some injuries, but I think this is the perfect game for him to come back in. Maybe, you know, there's still a chance maybe to get a spot at the Euros, prove, prove a point to Tuchel maybe. Um, I've criticised Abraham in the past. I think he's kind of, you know, he's a bit, he always falls over. He's <laughs> he's quite gangly on his feet, but um, but I think this is a good game for him to start, you know. I think he got a goal again at Selhurst Park last season in the same fixture. But um, I'm more confident about this um, this perform this um, this game than the the West Brom one last week, even though it's arguably um, a harder opposition. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think like, sort of taking it back to last Saturday, I'm pretty sure every Chelsea fan would you know would have banked on us beating West Brom um, in the form that they've been in and where they are in the league, but. Um, yeah, we can't really afford to lose this game on Saturday. We really can't. We've got Tottenham, who are two points behind us. Liverpool on 49 points as well. Um, Everton, of who also got a game in hand, are on 47. Um, and similar, you know, we, again, we can't, I don't think they'll get Champions League, but Aston Villa on 44. So um, if we tend to drop out those, you know, the top four, it kind of you know, sends his alarms off to, you know, the likes of Tottenham who, you know, Jose Mourinho kind of really needs that, that European space. He missed out on it last year, I think, didn't they? Um, so, you know, they need to, um, yeah, you know, they need to get the team rallying round after Porto and really need to, to dig deep because Crystal Palace would be a tough game. You know, they've got... The, as much as they're, I think that they're, they're, they're sort of mid-table. They're a really good team, and I think if, and I like Roy Hudson, Roy Hudson, but I think if they had a a more younger, maybe not so old-fashioned manager who his tactics probably are a bit outdated now, um, I do think that they would probably give us a lot more trouble on Saturday. But um, I'm expecting a win. I'm expecting a win. Um, like you, I think maybe Tammy maybe needs to start this one. Um, my criticism with Tammy is that. You, you know, you give him five chances, he'll, he'll probably he'll probably get one or two on target. And in games like at this end of the season, we can't really afford to be to be wasteful. Um, arguably, probably Giroud. You know, he didn't really play that much, and he didn't really affect the game last night. Um, but I think maybe Olivier Giroud would be another option for me. Um, I, I, yeah, you know, I think the back, the defense needs to stay as it is. Obviously, we we haven't got. Thiago Silva anyway um, but the back needs to stay as it is uh, maybe Kante in the middle I think Kante if he's fit bring him back in um, and like you say maybe Tammy or Olivier Giroud up top but um, I'm optimistic as always you know as a Chelsea fan I just think we've got to we can't fall out that that top four um, well say fall out we can't move away any anywhere you know 
below six. Um, so this weekend's going to be crucial for us because obviously there's games going on alongside our game. Um, the luxury that we've got this weekend is that we'll know roughly where teams will be. You know, I'm pretty, I can't remember what, who plays when, but, you know, we play late evening on Saturday. So we'll kind of have a rough idea of some of the results as well. Um, but yeah, you know, Zaha's a, a problem. Um, they, it, it, you know, they've got, they've got, they've got players that can cause us problems, um, which worries me a bit. But, you know, we, we've got to, we've got to dig deep and, and get the result now. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I trust, I trust that, that we'll do that. I'm going to, if I was going to, Get, have a prediction. See if I can get it right again, like yesterday. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two one. I think they'll score. I think they'll score. I think it'll be one one for a very long time, and there'll be a Mason Mount winner at the end. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think I think you'll get a winner at the end. I think he's in form. He's one who's getting the goals for us. So yeah, let's stick with Mason Mount two one. What do you think? Hmm. I think I can see them scoring, but again, if we we defend like we did against Porto, and we defend kind of all like we have um, all through kind of two cause two cause games and all since January, I think we'll keep the clean sheet. I think Mendy as well. You mentioned he had a great game last night. I think he'll he'll keep up that form. Um, I'll go for two 0 I think two 0 I think Ziyech will get one. Ziyech will start. I think. Um, yeah, he's kind of he's he's been looking a bit better now. Ziyech. Uh, so yeah, two 0 yeah, be interesting to see if we we, we start with Pulisic as well because I know he's, mm. he's he's such a strange player for me because he's got bags of talent and you know I love him I think he's brilliant but he just seems to be so injury prone and I don't know whether that's just acclimatization which shouldn't really make a difference coming from Germany but um, you know he just seems like a player that is constantly injured and I don't very I, I'm trying to think back to when he was. Um, before he came to Chelsea, I don't remember him being that injury prone. Um, yeah. You know, and it just it just worries me that we've we've got an amazing player who will spend more time in the treatment room than he will actually on the pitch. Um, but when he plays, he's brilliant. So it'd be interesting if he starts on Saturday. It'd be good to see him start because I think he adds a lot to to the you know the creative side of the game for us. Yeah, um, that chance he had last night hit the crossbar, you know, that's what he's capable of. Those kind of, you yeah. know, runs from the side. And I think we saw it kind of pro- when Project Restart happened um, last season, I think yeah. around June, July time, he was our best player, you know, that goal against City, that kind of, you know, I think the goal, that performance at Anfield, I think, in that, I think, 5-3 defeat, he was amazing that night. Kind of reminded me of Hazard at times. But um, yeah, agreed, he very injury prone, very injury prone, which is slightly worrying, you know, every time, he gets back into the team. He's out for two weeks, get, comes back and he's injured again, which is slightly worrying. And this season when he has played, he hasn't looked as sharp. He's kind of failed to get past some players, but I'm still a huge fan of Pulisic and I would like to see him start um, uh, Saturday as well, maybe with him and Ziyech on the wings with either uh, uh, Giroud or Tammy leading the line. And I think, um, you know, maybe he's got a bit more confidence after that goal, even against West Brom, even though it was a bit of a consolation goal in the end. Not at the time, but hmm. with the final score, I think I'll do him a world of good. And um, yeah. I think you know the best is still to come as well. So like I said with Mount, I think um, same with Pulisic. You know he's only going to get better now if he stays clear of these injuries. So um, I think he should start as well Saturday for sure, like you said. Yeah, and hopefully, um, which I don't think Tuchel will do this, but hopefully he doesn't have one eye on the the second leg. 
um, against Porto because I think if he does that and he swaps it, you know, he tinkers too much with the squad. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting because if he does, if he does a lot of tinkering with that squad um, and you know disturbs the back, you know, the defense. Yeah, I just I think we've got the depth in the squad to be able to play that game. Um, albeit we play Saturday evening, but you know it still gives us plenty of time for the recuperation and the rest to to then go into the game on Tuesday. So um, yeah, you know two one Mason Mount, you're sticking with two nil. Um, so yeah, we'll know by when is it? Yeah, the next episode we'll know. Um, hopefully, I'll, I'll be two nil up on the predictions <laughs> so far. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, no. Looking forward to the game. Um, half five, Crystal Palace, Selhurst Park. We have a good record at Selhurst Park, I think, as well. So um, that that's another good bonus. So um, yeah, we'll we'll be able to give us our our reviews and analysis on that as well um, after the game. But thanks, uh, Theo, for joining me today. Tonight, I say tonight, today, not tonight, today. Um, yes, thanks for joining me. And um, yeah, it's been brilliant to obviously get you back on the first um, co-host, the joint, the joint venture that we're hopefully going to try and do with this, and um, you know, make it a channel that can be a proper channel. You know, there's loads of other channels out there where you know you tend to just hear people bashing players for you know views and you know, all the rest of it, but, you know, um, yeah, detailed conversations are the best conversations for me. So appreciate you taking the time out to, uh, to join me on the, uh, okay. from the shed end as well. So there'll be much more from both of us to come as well. Um, as always click and subscribe on the YouTube channel, listen on Spotify, Apple, uh, podcasts and let us know your thoughts. And if you don't agree with what we've said today, or you don't agree with anything we've said, or you do agree, then just let us know on Twitter from the shed end and also on Instagram as well from the shed end. And yeah, you've been listening to from the shed end podcast with myself, T dot and Theo. Thanks for listening.